1: To the bar, come on and pull up a seat and open up your Bible. What a wonderful feast! The living bread, and we're discussing what it means for the streets, the inner cities, and the burbs. And every person we meet is where we tell challenge worldviews that we hear from world news. In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you. We're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces. This is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that supported. it. And this is for the truth lovers, biblically performing, preaching Christ to the nation. Yeah, welcome to the modern reformation. Yeah. The bar, biblical and reformed. Welcome everybody to the bar. It's your boy Dwayne in the building. Right back in here, another Tuesday. Super excited as always. Be coming through your speakers, through your earbuds, through your Alexa. Wherever you listen to the bar, we're grateful that you're listening. And like I do every Tuesday, I love to start the show off by thanking the listeners. You guys make this fun, you make this awesome. I really, really appreciate you guys tuning into the bar every week, sharing the podcast, mm-hmm. telling people about the podcast. It does uh wonders, y'all. I really appreciate that. So I always like to start the show that way. As well as every week, I like to bring you an awesome guest. This guest is very special to me. You'll find out in a few minutes. Um, we actually were able to uh, talk last night, kind of chop it up a little bit, found out we had a lot in common. So I'm just super excited to have him on the show. I have on none other than Mr. Richard. How are you doing today, sir? All
0: right. Doing great. Doing great, Dwayne. Glad to be yes. here and glad to be on the show with you.
1: Awesome, man. Listen, I I am so excited. Uh, when my good friend Brian sent me the text and, and was setting up, I was excited. So... For those that don't know, uh, I'm going to give you an opportunity to kind of introduce yourself first. Uh, whatever, whatever you want to share, personal or professional, I'm going to give you that, that floor to kind of introduce
0: yourself to my listeners. All right. Uh, well, as you mentioned, my name is Richard Howell, and I'm originally from Bladenboro, North Carolina. One small, uh, one-stop light town in North Carolina. I uh, grew up on a small tobacco farm, raised pigs, you know, corn and beans, hopefully you break even with family of uh, seven I'm the youngest one so they all want to say that I'm a spoiled brat but uh, Mm. the deal the deal is there's ten years between me and the next sibling so what I ended up having actually was uh, eight mama and daddies, not brothers and sisters really (laughs) (laughs) so they wouldn't give me a chance to do anything wrong nothing wrong but uh, but I did but because of that I got a lot of love a lot of attention and a lot of love so uh, but um from Bladenboro, you know, I went on and, uh, you know, played sports and did pretty well at school and attended college at Davidson College and played football there and uh, was very fortunate, great place to go to school as well. People now call Davidson, you know, Stefan Curry School, but uh, yep. it was Richard Howe's School first, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like it. <laughs> but, uh, so from there, you know, uh, I was a biology pre-med major, actually, and uh, but at the end of the day, decided I didn't want to go to medical school and Love sports and stuff, and long story short, got, I guess, coaching found me, but I decided I didn't want to coach a sport, per se, that I wanted to do strength and conditioning instead. So um, I was able to get on as a graduate assistant at the University of North Carolina and work there as, uh, in the football weight room and kind of work on my uh, master's degree in exercise science. Uh, but in the, my time there, I did not finish up because I got the job here with the Indianapolis Colts where I've been for 20 seasons now um, with the same NFL team. So that's truly been a blessing. It doesn't happen in this business. Uh, no. Matter of fact, uh, for those who don't know, my wife is not a, a sports person or her family. So uh, when we got married, matter of fact, her, her girlfriend told you how little bit she knew about football, especially when we got engaged, her girlfriend brought her a book um, termed, uh, I think it was Football for Dummies. You know, she so, uh, <laughs> had, had a lot of kicking up to do uh, but they found mm. her a book to kind of helped her out so and but uh, we moved uh, we never lived in the same state together till we got married and moved here to Indiana and when we came here uh, I told her listen we'll be here four to five years maybe mm. four max probably five it's the business get fired or maybe get moved up mm-hmm. so uh, We've been very blessed, as I said, that we're going on 20 years now uh, here. This is the only town my kids have known, and wow. it's been pretty cool. It really has been. And uh, i just been blessed to be here and to work with all the people I've worked with. It's been really cool, really good. Wow, wow,
1: wow, wow. That's amazing, man. So my listeners, my real thankful listeners know you said a lot of things that just, I mean, I'm over here just. Rocking my knee can't be still. I mean, first, small town in North Carolina. Everybody know how much I love North Carolina, and I'm from a small town. <laughs> then you was talking oh, about man. the tobacco and the hogs. We had this conversation last night. But you left yes, something out. Yes. I, I didn't know you worked at Chapel Hill. That is, I, like, I get chills when I say Chapel Hill. That's my blood. Like, <laughs> I am a Tar Heel man. Like, that, you you just went from, you was already at 100 after last night, but you, you had at 1,000 now, so. I didn't know that, man. Um, wow, why, mean, why, wow, wow, like wow. Yeah, God man. Beautiful. I'm a
0: tar. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The right blue, the only blue they got listen. They gotta pick it up though. They're, they're down right now. Ah, NCAA, I <laughs> know. I know.
1: Listen, listen, you you know how that go, man. You know how that go. But look, but but man, that, that's awesome, man. I, I I didn't know that. That was really good to find out. And then my listeners know I am definitely a Colts fan, and the timeline actually lines up I think you might be the reason I'm a Colts fan because the year you started is the same year I started (laughs) started liking the Colts I I matched them up yep yep when I looked at your bio (laughs) that's the same year I started liking the Colts man so that's awesome listen let's let's uh, you kind of gave us the the professional role and I really appreciate that we're going to kind of dive back and forth between that uh the professional role but we're gonna go into more of the spiritual role, man. Just kinda uh what was it like in your small town? I know what it was like in my small town as far as going to church and you know, my parents made me, of course. Uh and then uh your your uh your your I guess growth in in spirituality or whatever with, with Christianity, how did that, that take place?
0: Yep. Well, yes, what you mentioned is that it did all start back in that small town and uh mm-hmm. You know, you go and you do a lot of different things in your life, and I've experienced a lot of different stuff and met a lot of different people. But I will say there's nothing like those people who raised me, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. and took care of me and taught me the word. Um, And from my small town, yes, it was about the church. So growing up on a farm, you know, we spent a lot of time in the fields, you know, working and stuff. But if our parents didn't have us working in the fields, you were in school, you weren't playing we're in the school. You were playing sports, you know, and if you weren't busy there, Daddy had us hunting, and fishing. But if there was any other free time, you know, we were in church, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, that's kind of where it went. So when the church doors were open, generally we were going to be in church, you know. And uh, Sunday school was where it really happened. At my mom always was a big believer in Sunday school. Mm-hmm. She always said that, uh, you know, hey, look, preaching is good, but you're going to learn in Sunday school. You know, you get to get in there, you get to ask questions, you get the word, and she be on us. I mean, uh you better not be late for Sunday school. And she'd be on us all the time about let's go, let's go. You guys are going to make me late. So, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, that came from the parents. I would say uh, the cool thing. Now, when I look back, my folks were on the same page with a lot of things when it came to uh, the household, you know, mm-hmm. um, yes, we had some disagreements about stuff, but my folks were on the same page about a lot of stuff. Well, if it was school and yes, to this or no to that, but you know, Bible in the church that was going to get done. That was going to get done. And, right. Uh, but, um, Yes, growing up, going to church, you know, all through my, uh, you know, early years and, and through, um, through high school and the teen years and so forth. And, you know, the, the word and, and the Lord was always a part of my life. I would have to say, Dwayne, that, um, you know, during those years, there's probably a the point where I was probably about 16 years old or, so, or 15. I really felt the Lord tugging my heart in a major, major way for me to make that move uh, to be a believer, to truly give him my life. And, you know, a lot of times, well, I, I can't say a lot of times to other people, but I can only speak for myself. So for me, we try to, I try to rationalize, like, nah, you know, yeah, I'm a, I'm a good <laughs> kid, I do this right, I do that right. And, and, and if you would have asked anybody growing up, they all would have told you I was saved. There's no way Richard's not, you know, that's just, <clears> I, <throat> I, I I was raised to do the right thing. But I had never made that full commitment. And again, for me, I, I can rationalize and Like, listen, I'm not good enough enough. Um, uh, there's some things i want to do wrong. You know, there's things I want to try later on. It's probably not going to be right. I'm going to wait till I get everything in order and do some of those things and then step in with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, the one thing that kind of get got me sometimes to uh, going to church and you will see, you know, some of the brothers and the sisters in the amen corner. And, you know, mm-hmm. and they just seem holier than thou and, and just like they were on it. And, and things like that. <laughs> like they were and, floating. They didn't walk. They <laughs> yeah, floated. You got it. You got it. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was kind of like, man, I, I can't be like them, you know? Uh, so, I, I guess for myself, I would wanted to make myself perfect before I even did it. Mm-hmm.
1: You know,
0: instead of giving, go ahead and giving the Lord my life for right up from the get-go. But, um, I will say, is we know, the Lord was faithful to me even through my years of not doing what I should do, but just trying to play church a little bit, uh, you know? in those latter teen years and even going to college, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, and in college, you know, I would still go to church quite often, you know, try to be a part of FCA, but still made that full, never made that full commitment to, uh, to, to, to be with Christ and to walk with him. Right. Uh, and, and I would say my, 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 my college career was probably more like the regular or general college kid too, you know, mm-hmm. just outdoor things and having fun and, going to parties and all that kind of stuff and not really giving the Lord enough of my life. Uh, Mm -hmm. Not giving him my life completely, period. So um, long story short, um, I would say that things were going on for most of my years up to that point to the time I graduated college. So at that time, I'm about 22 years old. Um, It's kind of like, you know, things went very well for me. You know, I, I was a smart kid, did well in school, played three sports in high school uh valedictorian of a class you know mm-hmm. class president everything was everything just rolled for me everything was almost easy you know and, and mm-hmm. college was really college it was tough you know uh, uh academically i had to get after it some but you know it was still fun it was kind of easy and things were going along and you know i was starting quarterback for the team and and so forth and but um you know by the time i graduated and i was trying to find my way in life and what my next step was going to be since i knew i didn't really want to go to medical school or anything um I think the Lord just he he set me, he almost basically just sat me down. I was at the mm-hmm. and I I had nowhere to go. But I knew I knew the way I'd been living wasn't all for Him. But I knew how I was supposed to live. You know it takes you back to those verses that you learn when you were a kid and you hear some mm-hmm. of the older folks always say, "Raise the child up in the way that he should go and then he would not depart from that right. as he gets older. You know, and that was. Those words never left me. You know, those things I learned as a child from those times in the church and in the Bible never really left me, even though I never fully committed myself to the Lord. And here I am at about the age of 24 now. And I'm I'm like, you know, Lord, I need you. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, like I'm at this is I cannot do this anymore by myself. And I've always known that you are the way, the truth and the life. But I've never really, really, truly accepted that the way I should have. And to believe, and at that point, you know I gave my life to Christ and been walking with him ever since and um the only regret I have is I didn't commit even earlier when I was about fifteen or sixteen you know right uh, so it, that's kind of where i've have grown and how I got into where i am right now
1: wow that is, that's a that's amazing um and and again, similar. Uh my, my my listeners will get a kick out of this. When you were telling your story, I was like, man, that sounds like my story. Minus the Victorian and all that, because I was not, <laughs> that was not me. I was a three-star athlete. Yeah, I, you know, I went to church. But, yeah, no, I actually had a cousin. Well, I have a cousin that's about two years older than me. He was the, the valedict guy and, and all of that. And, and when all of my teachers... His former teachers, my my now when I was there, teacher was like, "Man, what what happened to you? You're not smart like your cousin." They to give me a hard time, man. This give me a hard time, but that, that's beautiful, man. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, and so uh, my my buddy Brian, uh, you know, he he the one that connected us, and um, he said, "I guess you you're, lead, you're leading." Uh, I'm I'm assuming it's like a Bible study. Uh, tell me about. I guess. In Indy, is there like a church that most of the guys go to or how does that work?
0: Uh, Yeah, so I've been really extremely blessed in my time to be where I've been on this NFL team here with the Colts where even from our owner, he truly believes faith should be a very important part of the players and the employees' lives. Mm -hmm. Um, So having a faith based background here within an coach is a good thing it's okay it's accepted and with saying that the people that's, that have been here as coaches have been right in line with that as well I was mm-hmm. first hired by uh, hired by Jim Mora he was the head mm-hmm. coach and I was two years with him right after, right after him came in coach Tony Dungy Salute. Uh, and we all know about Tony Dungy you know, we know what you know what he's about so, and whatever you think or you know about him is true times ten. Okay, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> right after him, right after him was a uh, Coach Caldwell. Okay, yep. Yep. Coach Caldwell is right in line with Coach Chen. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, mm-hmm.
0: solid man, a believer. I mean, he, Coach Caldwell, has come from a family of preachers. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got a number of uncles and stuff that are preachers. So, uh, mm-hmm. and he, and uh, so from him, you know, uh, I. Chuck Pagano, uh, oh yeah, right now, was, yep, and even right now we have a uh, coach Frank, right? Salute. He, most may know he was a pastor himself before he got back into coaching.
1: Yeah, <laughs> So yeah.
0: You talk, so in my time here as a coach, I've been around a lot of faith believing people, you know, That's and awesome. through those years, uh, we had, and especially when Tony Tony got here along with other brothers like Clyde Christensen, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Rick and some people like that who truly were believers. We started a Bible study here and I say I started, but I was with those guys and we had a Bible study here and Clyde really got it going where the coaches would get together every Tuesday morning at like seven o'clock. And, uh, Mm -hmm. and the way we first got it going and started was that, um, each coach, we, we, we we began with the Bible in a year. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so everybody was right on point. We knew whatever. It just happens to be March the 11th. Everybody's reading March the 11th. You're reading the Old Testament, the New Testament, Psalm, and Proverbs. Boom. Then the next day, the 12th, you're doing the same thing. And we're going on and on and on. So mm-hmm. our, being with a bunch of coaches, we're very competitive people anyway. Yep.
1: So mm-hmm. being
0: competitive, we made a deal with each other, saying that your reading for that day had to be done by two o'clock. Mm-hmm. And if somebody asked you within that day, you know, buy two about the reading or something about it and you hadn't done it you got to put a dollar into the key you know <laughs> so it, it wasn't done by two o'clock and somebody asked you something about it later on then you better it up you know right it's so, so, so only a dollar but to a bunch of people who are competitors a dollar is a lot sure you know sure so um, that would add up rather quickly and so uh, that kind of forced you to get into that habit of getting your reading done of getting into yeah. the word each and every day you know, and spending that time with the Lord. And it got to the point where I made sure I did it first thing in the morning. You know, mm-hmm. this is way back now. You're talking about 2002, of reading the, the mm-hmm. Bible from mm-hmm. front to back. You know, I never mm-hmm. think I would have read the Bible once. And here, right. last, you know, I've read the Bible from front to back. I want to say now about 14 times. And I've been breaking wow. it up. Way. But it was all about a group of believers or, or coaches. And not, not, not all those guys are even believers. Just mm. you know, this is what we're going to do because we want to have a right. relationship with the Lord, you know. So that was our first pact that we made together. But with that, that also led our Bible study during the week. Meaning, on Tuesdays when we got together, each coach would have a turn where they would lead the study based mm-hmm. upon something from the reading from the from the previous week. So they would actually lead the study, and we would just you know just go right around the room. Now mm-hmm. this was going on during the football season the most stressful, mm. busiest time of the year for all of us. Right. I mean, there's not a lot mm-hmm. of time. Let me tell you, okay, Dwayne, I mean, right there would be Coach Tony Dungy. You know, when it was his turn to lead, guess what? He led. he wow. everything else in the world going on. He's trying to get his team prepared for a game, but he's, he's leading. Coach Caldwell, he's leading. Clyde is leading. You know, uh, uh, Ricky Thomas is leading. Uh, Alan Williams is leading. I mean, the list goes on and on, all these guys that we've got who are doing their job, but they're also spending time with the Lord. So, um, this has been kind of like my deal. So, we've always kept that going every Tuesday morning we have Bible study. Now we do it on Fridays because it kind of fits better into our schedule, you know. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, our chaplain kind of helped lead the down. The coaches don't do as much as far as preparing or leading the discussion, but our chaplains on the team, they help lead us and take us through it. Uh, But, In the early years, they were also there to help us with it. But the players also have a study each week, too, during the season. So a lot of times we try to parallel each other. We're kind of reading some of the same stuff, where the chaplain is sharing some of the same things with them and us. So now the players and the coaches or whoever's on the staff that comes to the Bible study, we all got things that we can talk about and share during the week, you know, Mm -hmm. or, or comment about some of the reading or what do you think about this. So it creates another bond outside of just being a coach, and player and somebody who loves football, but somebody who loves the Lord. And how can we help each other and hold each other accountable that way? You know,
1: that is amazing. Wow, I love that so much, man. Just just the the dedication, uh, and then the way you guys kind of made it fun. And and this is your this is what you do full time. Like all of that blows my mind. <laughs> like I'm just like wow, <laughs> that is that is amazing. Yeah. That is it, that, is, it, that it, is so it, awesome. Cool. Yeah, what's well, been I, I great imagine. for me is
0: to see men. Yeah, what's well, been great for me to see men—not just just men, but you talking about men of authority, men of power, of influence. When they talk mm-hmm. about these head coaches, and this is how they're living. You know, this is mm-hmm. how they spend their time. They're not talking about it. I'm actually with them during the season. I'm with these coaches more than I am my own family. You know, right? So mm-hmm. I get to see who they are when things aren't right. You know, and and, and fellows are getting ruffled a little bit. And, you know, mm-hmm. I can see how they respond and how they react. And right. I learned that we don't have to act like the world. We don't have mm-hmm. to, to blow our tops. We don't have to scream and yell. One thing Coach does, you always uh preach about, you know, I don't have to yell and curse. That's not the way I coach. That's not the way I do things. Sure. You, know? you watch him because I walked that walk with him, and he doesn't live that way. He doesn't talk like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But he gets his point across, and he's still able to motivate players to play hard, for him to go win games, you know, yep. and we even won a championship with him. So, I mean, Oh yeah. Yeah. So to see that you can do things the right way and God honors that in this profession, even it was yes. really cool to see in my in and- early years, you know,
1: that's amazing. He he should he should have two. Um the one in Tampa Bay belongs to him too. So just if, if you ever <laughs> him, just tell him I, I know that's his championship. Somebody else yeah, took credit yeah, for because he built that team. But yeah. anyway. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. He's still in the Hall of Fame, man. He's still oh, yeah. the Hall of Fame. That's all, that matter. that's
1: all that matters. That's all that matters. Yes, sir. No, that that is that is amazing golly i mean i already love the colts but like it's just it's a whole nother level now for real
0: um the bar podcast will return right after this
1: whoa what's up everybody i'm john
0: and i am joe and we are the hosts of the pastor discussions podcast and we like to call it your weekly conversation on doctrine faith and the christian life because that's exactly what it is and
1: because you're listening to this commercial you have already found some bar podcasts and we are part of the bar
0: podcast network and new episodes of our shows drop every Monday, so we invite you to check them out.
1: We're just a couple of rural pastors that sit down and have discussions about different topics and work through things together, and we want you to come join us in the discussion. You can find out more by visiting pastordiscussions.com or subscribe on Stitcher or iTunes. <laughs> That's good. Um,
0: I can I can edit this. <laughs> I can edit this. And now, back to the bar podcast. Here's your host, Dwayne Atkinson.
1: All right, we're back in here uh with my new best friend, because uh he's gonna get me in the game. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Richard, man, I, I really enjoy talking to you, man. This has been uh such a blessing um to to make this connection. Um, and then just to hear uh you know cuz a lot of times we we're, we we're, we're looking from I'm looking for my couch you know people can say yeah I'm I'm a believer or this and that you people say that all the time man but to hear you know uh the the proclamation being put in action is always uh wonderful to hear man and I I really appreciate you sharing that with me so it before I get into my signature questions uh because it's just rare that you have a uh, NFL coach on your podcast um, tell me it, it, was there any experiences where uh, player or even coach came on staff or, or came there that you know was not a believer or was, was not into the whole church thing and because of the culture uh, God used that to change their hearts and that you witnessed because I mean 20 years I'm sure you, you've seen a lot of stuff
0: yes there actually, uh, there's been a couple of coaches, and I, I can recall almost that first time I witnessed it in our Tuesday morning Bible study where there was a coach in there and he'd been attending, and, um, he had a friend who died and passed away, just kind of out the blue. And he began just to share, it was heavy on his heart about, you know, his friend and how he lived and, I think he was a good person and where he could be, but you know, I don't know if he's really there. How do I know if I'm really going to go to heaven or not? That kind of stuff. So uh, he kind of shared that with the group and we had, a, you know, we had the study kind of going and flowing along, but at that point in time, it was kind of like, nah, we all kind of felt what needed to be done. Right? Right. And, and and Leslie Frazier, who is now the defensive coordinator for uh, the Buffalo Bills, he was mm-hmm. like, listen, you need to understand how you can really know the Lord, you know, how you can receive salvation. And mm-hmm. that was the time we stopped right then and just reached out to him and make sure he heard exactly what it took to be saved. Mm-hmm. And, he, and right there for him to be in tears and to feel the Lord, to fill him up and, 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 just be a new brother in Christ. You know, that happened right there at the table, wow. in the, building. the football is taking place. So yes, I, that I, is amazing. I, I witnessed that myself. Yep.
1: Wow. And, Good uh, deal, man. That, that is awesome.
0: Wow. And, uh, okay. Go uh, that, ahead. It is cool. Now, that, oh. that, that is cool. There's been, there's been other times too, but that's the one that, that was the first one that I do. Remember yeah. That, and that was early on. That was sure. Cool. And it's sure, good for sure. the Lord works, you know, he works.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Amen to that. All right. So let's get into the bar signature questions. These are three questions I ask all of my guests, whether it's uh, Lincoln Duncan or... Mark Dever or Steve Lawson or anybody that comes on my show get asked <laughs> these three questions. So the first signature question is what kind of music do you listen to?
0: I am more and I'm not just called this Christian radio, but you know, I like <laughs> or, or I'm on your station, but I do like uh, uh Christian and gospel uh music. That's my yeah. my choice. That's what you're gonna hear most of the time. I like all kinds of music, and you gotta understand. In my business, in that waiting room, I hear everything. Okay. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I've learned to appreciate all your oh, yeah. music. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> but sure. When I get in I'm my sure. truck, when I get in my truck, most most days there may be no music because I've heard it for the last few
1: yeah. hours.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but when it is on, you know, uh, it, it, it it'll be on K Love. That's a very easy station we can get here. You know, and it plays some really good music that we like for so praise and worship. And uh, I've been able to get 92.7 on here lately. You know, the, 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 the light. Mm-hmm. Uh, on on. <laughs> I've been able to get. So uh, uh, I've look like looking for a you side. Know, very, very. You know, uh, not
1: the lights. Uh, oh, my gosh. Dreams, you know, get that, that is it. Right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> not wow. just the crowd or in that group a little bit. You know. <laughs> I got you. I got you. So, I
1: got you. Yeah. Yeah. That is awesome. Wow. All right. So next signature bar question is what book or books are you currently reading?
0: Well, my uh, mother-in-law just sent me a book um, and it is Byron Pitt. And uh, so I had to get schooled up on that one a little bit. He's a journalist and uh, Mm -hmm. I think uh, he may be still on Nightline, the co-anchor for Nightline on TV. But uh, uh, actually I think he's from Baltimore, Maryland originally. But you're like this mm-hmm. way, He spent the summers in Apex, North Carolina, with family. Oh, you know, from yeah. reading the book. But uh, the book is, is titled "Stepping Out on Nothing." I think it's, it is, and uh, and it's based upon how faith and family really you know helped him and changed his life. Mm-hmm. He was a he had a huge stuttering problem when he was growing up and mm-hmm. could not speak, could not read. I mean, he was truly illiterate. And now he is the co-anchor for Nightline, you know, on national TV. Right. So wow. That's the book. My my mother-in-law just sent it to me, and uh, so I've I've just started that book. You know.
1: Awesome. I'm I'm googling it as you speak. Looks looks pretty good. I might have to order. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now my mother-in-law so, does
0: a good job. My Mother-in-law, she's a former teacher and uh, uh, a a lot of time reading, so she she keeps me up to speed. Things.
1: There you go. There you go. Sounds like a good one. All right. Next signature bar question is, what podcasts or sermons do you listen to, if any?
0: Uh, I would tell you a lot of times I listen to the sermons from our um, Mm -hmm. church here at College Park in in Indianapolis. Uh, I like to go back and re-listen to that during the week when I'm working out or something like that. Uh, But that's where I kind of go with my podcast and some sermons and things I listen to.
1: Okay. All right. Good deal, man. So listen, I, man, want to thank you again for coming on the show. Definitely uh, been a blessing, brother, to connect. Um, and I always let my guests kind of uh, close us out with uh, any words of encouragement or uh, anything you want to share uh, for my listeners. That's
0: a good one. You got me off guard with that one. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, I tell you what, I will give you our family verse from home. So, uh, and my kids and all know it and we talk about it from time to time but it's Jeremiah 29 11 for I know the plans I have for you declaring the Lord plans to prosper you not to harm you to give you hope and a future you know that's um, mm-hmm. it's our family verse and I think that is very fitting in many ways when things look gloom and look dark in your life you know you always know that God is in charge he knows what you're going through and he's got you, you know. He's got you. Just keep believing, keep trusting, and keep doing the right thing, and you will reap a harvest.
1: All right, amen. Good deal, man. So, uh, you know, next order is uh, you get Frank on the show. So, you just go ahead and let him know.
0: <laughs> You'll lose your mind, then.
1: Yeah. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Yes, sir. Um, yeah. So uh, that's, that's, that'll be the next order of business, man. But no, I, again, thank you again for your time um, and uh, coming on. really appreciate it. And uh, to the bar listeners, make sure you check out the bar podcast every Tuesday, your favorite podcast. Make sure you go to thebarpodcast.com. Check out old episodes as well as check out the uh, everybody on the bar Pat park. Got tongue tied there The Bar Podcast Network Um, We have a lot of podcasts that come out Every day of the week pretty much So make sure you go check that out Also go and sign up for the email list We're going to start sending out uh, Emails about different deals And uh, different things going on with the Bar Podcast Network And go to Bargear.com, Pick up a hat, shirt and uh your favorite podcast and i'm gonna have to get you a shirt uh mr richard so you can you can wear it around when you're not wearing Colts apparel you can wear one of the bar podcast uh shirts man so uh, (laughs) good deal man To, to the listeners thank you guys for listening see you next week god bless and we are